Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of anterior cruciate ligament injury found under the orthopedic section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 21-year-old man presents to the emergency department for severe pain in the right knee. A few hours prior to presentation, an opposing football player hit his legs from the right side. Afterwards, he felt a pop sound that was followed by severe knee pain and a sensation of knee instability. On physical exam, there is anterior translation of the proximal tibia when pulled as the patient has the knee flexed at 90 degrees and is supine. Ice is applied to the knee and ibuprofen is prescribed. Orthopedic surgery is consulted to evaluate if ligamental reconstruction is needed. Let's continue with an introduction to ACL injury. Clinically, it is defined as an injury in the form of a tear or rupture affecting the anterior cruciate ligament in the knee. Conditions that are associated include the unhappy triad, which consists of injury to the ACL, the medial collateral ligament, and the medial meniscus. In terms of the prognosis, remember that the majority of athletes are able to return to their sport activities with ACL reconstruction. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that non-contact ACL injuries are more common. Demographically, this is more common in female athletes. Risk factors include sports such as football, soccer, skiers, and basketball, and other risk factors include motor vehicle accidents. In terms of the pathoanatomy, there may be contact mechanisms such as an injury that causes hyperextension or valgus deformation of the knee, such as in a football injury, as well as high-speed motor vehicle accidents. For non-contact mechanisms, there may be a changing direction, pivoting, or landing that leads to rotation or valgus stress of the knee after sudden deceleration. Let's quickly review some normal anatomy. Remember that the ACL course originates in the posterior medial aspect of the lateral femoral condyle, and reaches the anteromedial aspect of the tibia. The ACL plays an important role in knee stability. It controls anterior translation of the tibia. It also restrains against tibial rotation, varus, and valgus stress. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include feeling a pop in the knee, and thereafter there is acute swelling and pain. One may also note instability or giving out of the knee. On exam, one can perform the anterior drawer test. Here, the proximal tibia is anteriorly pulled while the patient is supine and the knee is flexed at 90 degrees. If there is anterior translation, then the test is positive. One can also perform the Lachman test. This is where the proximal tibia is anteriorly pulled with one hand while the other hand stabilizes the distal femur while the knee is flexed at 30 degrees. Other physical exam findings may include a hemarthrosis. In terms of further imaging, magnetic resonance imaging is indicated as an imaging modality that can confirm the diagnosis. It is also indicated if reconstruction is a possibility or to identify concomitant knee pathology. And when making the diagnosis, remember that this can be based on typical clinical presentation alone and it can be confirmed by MRI or knee arthroscopy. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about a meniscal tear, with differentiating factors being that patients will have positive Thessaly, McMurray, and Apley tests. 
also think about a posterior collateral ligament injury, with differentiating factors being that patients can have a positive posterior drawer test. In terms of treatment, conservative options include rest, ice, compression, and elevation therapy. This is indicated to reduce pain, edema, and hemarthrosis in the acute stage of the injury. Remember that non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs are also typically added. Operative options include surgical reconstruction. This is performed in young and active patients with high-demand sports or jobs, and if there is significant knee instability, such as injuries affecting multiple knee structures, which may include the unhappy triad. And lastly, complications related to ACL injury include osteoarthritis, arthrosis, and sports disability. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to ACL injury, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 25-year-old male presents to his primary care physician for pain in his knee. The patient was in a wrestling match when his legs were grabbed from behind and he was taken to the floor. The patient states that the moment this impact happened, he felt a snapping and sudden pain in his knee. When the match ended and he stood back up, his knee felt unstable. Minutes later, his knee was swollen and painful. Since then, the patient claims that he has felt unstable bearing weight on the leg. The patient has no significant past medical history and is currently taking a multivitamin and protein supplements. On physical exam, you note a tender right knee with erythema and an effusion. Which of the following is the most likely physical exam finding in this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Laxity to valgus stress Choice 2. Laxity to varus stress Choice 3. Clicking and locking of the joint with motion Choice 4. Anterior translation of the tibia relative to the femur Or Choice 5. Posterior translation of the tibia relative to the femur The best answer to this question is choice 4, anterior translation of the tibia relative to the femur. This patient is presenting with trauma to his knee, instability of the knee joint, and erythema and effusion on physical exam, suggesting a most likely diagnosis of an anterior cruciate ligament tear. In an ACL tear, anterior translation of the tibia relative to the femur is found on physical exam. An ACL tear typically occurs when there is a posterior impact to a planted leg. The typical event will be an audible popping sound, followed by acute pain, erythema, and edema of the knee with a feeling of instability when bearing weight. Though other injuries can present in this manner, the most likely injury epidemiologically is an ACL tear. On physical exam, there will be anterior translation of the tibia relative to the femur when traction is applied to the leg. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Laxity to valgus stress suggests a diagnosis of a medial collateral ligament tear. An MCL tear typically occurs with lateral impact to a planted leg. Such an acute presentation is more suggestive of an ACL tear. Choice 2. Laxity to varus stress suggests a diagnosis of a lateral collateral ligament tear. This injury is common when there is medial impact to a planted leg. Choice 3. Clicking and locking of the joint with motion 
is suggestive of a meniscal tear, though it could present similarly to an ACL tear or could co-occur it is less likely injury than an ACL tear epidemiologically and would not have such a severe or acute presentation. Choice 5. Posterior translation of the tibia relative to the femur suggests a diagnosis of a posterior cruciate ligament tear. A PCL tear occurs more commonly with anterior impact to a planted leg. It is a less common injury than an ACL tear. Finally, a bullet summary. An ACL tear is the most common ligament injury of the knee and is associated with anterior translation of the tibia relative to the femur. That's all for this review about anterior cruciate ligament injury. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, You can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.